All right, welcome to Brown 21 Set Hut presented by Brown Sports Convos, our NFL podcast. We are back again, boys, and we're here to talk about divisions. Little break in format. We're going to go division by division. But first of all, I'm David Cody. I'm Vincent Amarico. And I'm Alex Vang. We are missing uh, Michael today. He's got got some stuff going on, but that's all right. So we're breaking format a little bit, talking about divisions, picking uh, who we think is going to win, and breaking them down one by one. Let's start with the big one, AFC East. David. All right. Um, this division is probably the most binary division in the NFL. Um, we have two 3-0 and teams. We have two 0-3 teams. Um, and the 3-0 and teams are playing this week. Uh, so it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting to see the Patriots and the Bills go up against each other. Uh, I would have to pick the Patriots to win this division uh, for reasons that have become obvious over the past twenty years, um, and just the the Patriots defense and the Bills defense have been really impressive over the these first three weeks. But the Patriots defense has just been on another planet. Um, they have not allowed a touchdown on defense since the AFC championship last year. Um, and the only the only two touchdowns that have happened against the Patriots have been on a muffed punt return that was recovered in the end zone and an interception off of their backup quarterback in garbage time. Um, beyond that, they've given up uh, three points this year. Um, granted, they have had a really easy schedule uh, playing the Jets and the Dolphins, who have just been dreadful this year. Um, so the Bills, believe it or not, may be their first real test this year. Um, so it's going to be an interesting game. What do you guys think? Well, what's funny is on the flip side of that, the Bills are actually playing their first real game this year as well. Yeah. They haven't had a tough schedule. Um, and you're right, their defense has looked pretty good. Their offense has been on point. But they are going to run into some really tough competition against the Patriots. We were talking before we started recording. We, we think this is probably going to be a, a boomer bust game, either... Either the Patriots will blow out the Bills, right. or the Bills are going to keep it within three points. Um, I don't really think there's an in-between there to be found. And uh, we'll see if the Bills are actually legit and going to try to compete this year. Um, yeah, on the on the bottom side of this division, uh, do the Dolphins win a game this year? What do we think? They have to play the Jets twice. That's that's the yeah. only... I feel like something's got to give in one of those games. I feel like they're going to go 1-15. I, I, that's what I have them going. I'd be... I don't know... They are the worst of, like, like when you compare in NFL history to, like, other teams that, like, we thought would be bad. Right. Like, the point differential is unfathomably Awful. bad for the Dolphins this year. So, yeah. I don't know. It's possible. Yeah. We I we did the math out before uh, we started recording. The Dolphins could win their next 13 games by nine points each, and they would finish 13-3 and three with an even point differential on the season. Wow, that's that is horrible. They would, they would win by two possessions every game. It, it is also worth differential. It is also worth noting the Dolphins have played three really good teams so that's far true. in the Ravens, the Patriots, and the Cowboys. Yeah. Um. So their schedule is going to ease up. They've got the Chargers this week, who aren't horrible, but also aren't the Patriots. Right. Um. They've got the Skins next week, and then the Bills, who we still kind of depends to be series kind of out on them. Yeah. So their schedule is going to soften up. They could win two or three games, but they're they're certainly not going to compete for for a division right. title. Right. But or like even spot. if looking historically, like the 08 Lions had Calvin Johnson, uh, the Dolphins have 
who who's good on the Dolphins? Ryan Fitzpatrick Ryan is still Fitzpatrick. technically on the roster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that's a storyline just to passively follow. Can they win a game? Yeah. All right, let's move on and talk about the AFC North. Now, I uh, was responsible for picking the North, and I went with the Ravens. It's it's an easy pick. The Steelers have lost Big Ben, and they still haven't won a game, even when they did have him. Uh, the Bengals are still the Bengals. They're going to remain the Bengals. And the Browns have severely underperformed um, as compared to expectations. I think Baker may have taken a huge step back. His accuracy has not been there. He hasn't been what they needed on the field. On the other hand, Lamar Jackson is a new man. He is insanely accurate. Um, he's throwing touchdowns left and right. He was able to whip out that run game when he needs to. And it looks like the Ravens are going to totally run away with this division. Now, it is worth noting, again, with the Ravens, they've had a pretty easy schedule up to this point. Um, they beat up on the Dolphins. They beat up on the Cardinals. Um, they did lose to the Chiefs, but, you know, everyone loses to the Chiefs. So they are going to have to definitely prove themselves as the schedule goes on. Um, the Browns could be a tough game. The Steelers shouldn't be. The Bengals shouldn't be. But then they're going to have a tough game against the Seahawks in about a month. So whether or not they can actually keep this up remains to be seen. But for right now, it definitely looks like Ravens are the clear favorites in the North. Yeah, I was I was dead wrong about Lamar Jackson. I, I really did not expect. I mean, in a span of six months... He has improved his passing from when he got out of college more than Cam Newton has in literally his entire career. Yeah. I mean, this is incredible to me. Like, And, I mean, you can talk about like the defenses he's played, but if you watch the games he's making against Kansas City, he was a little bit shaky, and then he kind of he evened it out in the second half. But, I mean, against the Dolphins, he was making good throws down the field. It wasn't just wide-open receivers left and right. He's actually playing. It, it's really good quarterback play out of Lamar. Yeah, I think uh, the the Browns will be interesting to see if they can right this ship. Um, I think it's really going to come down to how good Freddie Kitchens is as a coach uh, to sort of bring the team back around. Um, they definitely, I mean, we've talked all offseason, they have the talent to win this division. And I think Ben Roethlisberger going down has sort of opened this division up a little bit. Um, but Lamar emerging the way he did may have just filled that vacuum uh, pretty quickly as well. Um, the Bengals have been interesting, believe it or not. The Bengals have the Bengals have given some teams trouble. They gave the Bills a lot of trouble when they played. They came really close to beating the Seahawks. Um, I don't think I don't think they're gonna make too much noise in terms of record wise or challenging for this division title. But I think they could be a good uh, spoiler candidate, upset candidate team to watch out for. That is a good point. They they could play that role late in the season. Um, I do want to talk about the Browns, go back to them real quick. They have been a little up and down, I think, because they got blown out by the Titans. They turn around and they blow out the Jets, and then they lose a fairly close game against the Rams with some really, really wonky play calling in there. So I think it really is going to be a matter of the Browns have to settle things. They have to get Baker into rhythm. Freddie Kitchens has to get, get some of the bugs out of his system. And if they really get into a zone... And if they lock down that offensive line technique-wise and get them really gelled together, they have the talent where they could uh, challenge the Ravens down the road. No doubt about it. Yeah, I think the, I don't know, the Browns, I've seen their games this year, and it's like, it's almost like when they lose, they lose ugly, and when they win, they win ugly too. Like, it just looks like nothing is really clicking yet. And I mean, again, whenever you bring in this much, you know, this much talent, you have all these players, like, chemistry is going to matter. 
But, I mean, that game against the Rams, I, I thought that Los Angeles was really beatable in that game, and the Browns just could not get out of their own way for the entirety of the second half. All right, let's move on and talk about the AFC South. Who's got that one? All right, oh, I had that one. Yeah, that was you. Let's talk about the AFC South then. Um, This is shaping up to maybe be the weakest division in the league just from the looks out of it. Looks looks of it right now. Um, I picked the Colts um, just because I really don't trust uh, this Texans offensive line to give Deshaun Watson enough protection to really lead this team well. Um, and I do trust Jacoby Brissett to not screw up. I think he's been exactly what the Colts have needed him to be um, when Andrew Luck retired just to just sort of a, a game manager in the better sense of the word in that he's he's just doing what they need him to he's not uh, trying to do too much um and he's and he's been leading them they have a two and one record right now uh they've been winning games when they need to and the defense has been doing just enough to keep games close they've played in three close games so far um and if they if they can come out on top of more of those than not uh they have a shot to win this division and i really think all they need to do is go to like nine and seven and they could win this division yeah deshaun's going to produce more highlights over the course of the season but over the course of a 16 game season the colts are going to be more consistent and i think that's what's really going to carry the day for them here in the south when you have so many teams who are boomer bust who are unpredictable with the titans jaguars and texans um you never know what they're going to be week to week if the colts can just uh steady the course stay the ship they will be uh they, they should be favorites to win. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if there's a team in this league that plays to their capabilities as well as the Colts have this year. I mean, it's like they know exactly what they are on offense. They're run first with Marlon Mack, who's been playing really well this season. The offensive line has been opening opening up holes in the running game and protecting Brissett really well. And then on defense, it's pretty much bend but don't break. I mean, this looks like an extremely well-coached team. I think they'll probably end up getting going at least 9-7. and seven. They might get double-digit wins. And that should be enough for this division. Let's uh, let's talk real quick about the man Gardner Minshew, though. <laughs> this guy, this the memes, the memes that have come out about Gardner have been insane. This guy is nuts. Did you guys hear the story the other day about how he tried to break his hand in college? In what? order, he wanted to get like a medical red shirt in college to increase like his eligibility time to play. Huh. So he tried to break his hand. He didn't break it. He bruised the hell out of it, but he didn't break it. This is the kind of guy they have in uh, Jacksonville, and he's actually, like, played pretty well um, in place of Nick Foles. Is this the stats that I'm looking at right? He was 22 of 25 yeah. in week one. He's looked really, really good. Wow. Um. So, yeah, it... Whether or not he takes over for Nick Foles, pretty unlikely given the money that they gave Foles, but um, he's definitely a lot of fun to watch, a lot of fun to follow for uh, for the next few weeks. Until How long till Foles comes back? Does anyone off he's the top of the head? Eight, eight weeks eight is what weeks. I heard. Will he? Will he get the starting job back when he comes back? If it, Minshew keeps playing like he does? If Minshew, if Minshew can take them to wins, he's going to keep playing. Yeah. Because that's, that's just how it goes. Um I, I, th I feel like eventually the magic's going to run out. They're, they're going to hit somebody who's going to knock them on their butt. But for right now, you know, let the man play. Let him uh, wa watch the stash. Yeah, and I mean magic is relative. Um, they're one and two right now. Right. So uh, good quarterback play in Jacksonville feels like magic. Um, but 
they they did beat the Titans, um, which is another interesting thing. We could talk about how good the Titans are. Um, the the or Titans are like how good they act like they are sometimes. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I like we talked about this last week in a preview with the or two weeks ago the preview for the uh, Colts Titans game. Like, I I still got nothing from that. I have no clue yeah. what the Titans are. Yeah. Their defense looks great sometimes. Mariota looks competent sometimes and terrible at other times. Like, I just have no clue what to take away from this team. Yeah, at the end of the day, the Titans, more than anything, make me grateful that I'm not a Titans fan. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it is, I mean, they blow out the Browns, and then they lose two straight. Um, yeah, I mean, this is how it was last year, too. They blew out the Patriots. They were one of the five teams that beat the Patriots last year, and it was a blowout. Um and then I don't even remember what their record was. Not good. Not, not good. Like middle of the road. Seven and nine. Like seven and yeah, nine. That's was... what. Yeah. Um, and I think Marcus Mariota is the perfect embodiment of that as well. He has his moments where he makes great plays and looks like that number two overall pick he was, and then other times he's like a middle of the road, below average quarterback. Yeah, they they were nine and seven last year. They was, were nine and seven. Yeah, it was not great. Um, and that's probably what they're looking at again. You know, they're, they're going to find some games to win, and they're going to find a lot of games to lose. Right, but is that record enough in this division, maybe? It'll be close, but I don't know. Uh, while, while we're here, why don't we take a look? Who do we think are going to be wild card teams? We, we've picked our division winners. Who do we think is looking at a wild card spot? Did we do the whole AFC? Yeah, that's that's the whole AFC. We no, were, we haven't covered the West. Right, we haven't covered oh, the West. we haven't covered the West. You're yeah, right, your you're right, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I think that may have been a subconscious thing. I don't know if I want to talk about <laughs> I don't the West. Want to talk about it. Um, obviously, I picked the Chiefs to win the West. Uh, Shocking. Yeah. What What is there to say? Patrick Mahomes is like the Michael Jordan of football. He He's taking the game to a whole nother level. There's a lot of talk that he was going to regress this year, and he has not regressed not at all. He's still He's still slinging it, and the Chiefs are still winning. It's, it's just It's just what it is. Um, the Raiders look like they're at least a year away from competing. Um, they have a lot of pieces, but they I don't feel like they've really put them together yet. The Chargers just can't shake this injury bug. They are losing guys left and right, and it's killing them. And the Broncos are just lost. We we don't know what we're doing. Um, nothing's happening anywhere. <laughs> Even when something happens, we get a roughing the passer call that shouldn't have been called and lose games that we had a shot at. So, yeah, it's the Chiefs. Yeah, we are, what are we, like 23 games into Mahomes' career as a starter. And I think this might actually be, like, the greatest stretch of quarterback play in NFL history. I don't think I've ever seen anyone, like, there's definitely never been anyone who can do what Mahomes has done just physically. Like, some of the throws he makes off-platform, across his body. I mean, it just doesn't seem to matter at all. And, I mean, this isn't even a team with great defense, like, they're just being, or he doesn't even have a fantastic supporting cast. He's just yeah. They've lost a lot of offensive pieces, and yeah. it just does not matter. He's just that good. Yeah, the the Broncos have been interesting because the Joe Flacco. Oh, don't do that to me. <laughs> it's not. It's not not working out. He's not playing bad. He's 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 had a really high completion percentage for most of his games. Um, I mean against. Was it against? He threw fifty balls against um, some team. It might have been against uh, uh, Chicago, uh, Chicago yeah. right? They they've been having to yeah. lean on him a little more than they probably would like to. But he's he's been he's been the guy that they expected him to be, and he's been the same guy he's been in Baltimore. Um, it's not playoff Flacco, 
but it's good regular season Flacco that they're getting out of him. More than anything, I think it really does come down to the defense. I don't know if you guys have seen the stats, but the Broncos have like they have zero sacks, they have zero turnovers, oh. and they have like three quarterback pressures, like maybe wow. five now after last week. They have not put it together on defense, which is really surprising considering who we had come Vaughn in. Miller we were ex- and Bradley Chubb. Yeah, we have Von Miller and Bradley Chubb on the defense, and we had Vic Fangio come in as our head coach this year. There were yeah. huge expectations, but Bryce Callahan hasn't played yet. We don't have. Um, We've been missing inside linebackers. Our cornerbacks who've been who are supposed to step up and take the place of Callahan haven't performed well. Yeah, and we have looks horrible. Yeah, Adam is terrible. And we have very, very little pressure or size on the inside of the defensive line. So they just haven't been able to perform and it's been ugly. It's been painful. Yeah. <laughs> um all right, so let's talk wild card teams now. Let's talk wild card teams. So we have the guys that we or the teams that we think are going to take the divisions. We got the Patriots, the Chiefs, uh, the Ravens, and the Colts. So that's that's four spots. Who do we think are going to take the last right, the two? Next two. Let me take a look. Um, I, I think the Browns have a shot at it. Um, really? Just because the rest of the divisions are so bad. I mean. I, I think it'll probably be the Browns and the Texans in the wild card yeah, spots. Yeah, I think I think the Texans probably probably walk in as a wild card team. Um, I don't trust the Bills uh, at all to make it through because they've beaten they've beaten the Jets by one point, the Giants by two scores, and then the Bengals by four points. Right. Um, they haven't had many challenging teams, and their games have been close. Um, they have a challenge this week, so. They could they could beat the Patriots and then they could be a very legitimate team, um, or they could get smacked and then sort of go back to sort of that that classic Bills. Classic. I don't know. They they could be a seven and nine, eight and eight team, um, but uh, that's that's not good enough to get into the wild card. Yeah, I I think that honestly though, I think the two wild card teams that make it, I don't think either of them will have winning records. I think you could see two really? eight and eight teams or like an eight and eight and a seven and nine team make it into the... You think this AFC is that weak? I think the AFC is that weak. It's so top heavy in each division. Um, and then everything beneath is just meh. The, the Browns could have a winning record. And I, I mean, I don't know. I guess the Texans could too. You never know. But I wouldn't be surprised if two eight and eight teams made the wild card spots. I think uh, I think the Chargers will sneak in. I think they'll go nine and seven along with the Texans. I, I don't know. Cleveland. I love Cleveland from a talent standpoint, but it's just unless they really turn it around. I mean, I don't know. It just looks so ugly against the Rams. Like Baker looked like he was lost. He looked like he wasn't really seeing the field very well. Uh, the play calling has been bad. I don't know. I just think the Chargers have too much talent, especially with Gordon coming back and that, that front seven on defense. I really, mm. I think they'll scrape together some wins, at least from the division alone. Yeah. So, so are we looking at um, the Patriots, Chiefs, AFC Championship? AFC Championship? Yeah. Well, not oh, only yeah. that, like how many games combined do they lose this year? Three? Oh, more than three. I think the Patriots will probably lose about four. I think seven games between the two of them. Between four the and three. two of them, four and three? Okay. Yeah. What what teams beat them though? Really? It happens. Like, it, fluky games, division games. I I guess. I mean, we just saw the maybe the best team besides the pass that had a shot to take down the Chiefs was the Ravens, and they came close in the Chiefs one. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know of any any AFC teams that have a real shot at challenging these two. I think I think the Chargers will probably split games with Kansas City. Yeah. Because I think it's far enough down the line where they're going to kind of get stuff together, but. 
I don't know. I mean, the way that Kansas City's playing, I, I thought it was going to be a little bit more of a dogfight than it was against Baltimore because I didn't know how the defense was going to stand. But Right. I mean, Kansas City's defense looks like it's middle of the pack, which I think is more than good enough for the Patrick Mahomes-led offense that they have. I think that team's going like 14-2. and two. Yeah, yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, let's move on talk about the NFC. Uh, we want to kick it off with the NFC West. Yeah, that is me. Uh, I think the Rams have got it. The Niners are three and zero, and we haven't we haven't talked too much about them this year. I don't think, considering yeah. they are an undefeated team. But like, I don't know. I'm calling a little bit of fool's gold on them. They kind of have a similar situation to the Bills, where they really have not played that many good teams. They played Tampa in Week One, and that was like the worst quarterbacking game I've ever seen in my life. And then they beat the what, they beat the Bengals and then the Ben Roethlisberger-less Steelers last week. And neither of those, well, the Bengals game was a blowout, but the Steelers game wasn't a particularly Close. convincing win. Yeah, I don't know. I just think the Rams, the Rams just, they know what they are. They're a very well-coached team. Uh, I think Seattle's honestly probably a bigger threat to them purely because of the Russell Wilson factor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Cardinals, the Cardinals actually are better than I thought they would be, but they have like the worst secondary I've seen in my life. So <laughs> I just really bad. And they're in a difficult division, obviously. So right. I, don't, I don't see them going anywhere near 500. And I will keep banging this drum till the day I die. Vance Joseph cannot cover tight ends in any defensive scheme he's ever run. Cardinals getting beat up by tight ends week after week. I just got to throw that in there. I'm done. Yeah, I, I I do like the Seahawks um, a little bit offensively because of their running game. I think Rashad Penny has kind of stepped up and emerged to fit the, the role that they've needed him to. Um, Chris Carson just needs to hold on to the football. Oh, God, um, it's like five fumbles in yeah, three games. But <sighs> if they if they can pull something together, they can, they can eke out nine or ten wins uh, and try to sneak into a wild card spot. Yeah. Um, I don't see the Ram. I don't think the Rams are as good as they were last year, um, no. but I do. I do think they're good enough to win this division. They've played. They they beat the Saints pretty convincingly. I know convincingly. I know they lost Drew Brees that game, um, but it, it wasn't really that close before Drew Brees left either. Um, they had a close win against the Panthers. A close win against the Browns. They don't. They don't look like they're the the juggernaut they were last year. No, Goff looks like he's ever since that game against Chicago last year. Yeah. It looks like Goff has really regressed. They, something is on tape about Goff that teams seem yeah. to be seeing. I mean, a lot of his offense, I feel like it's kind of like a it's a very rack dependent offense. I feel like I yeah. feel like Goff, like it doesn't seem like he wants to take that many shots down the field this season. It's really just kind of being carried by the really solid amount of weapons that he has around him. Yeah, I think, and I mean, I'm a Patriots fan. The the most I saw of Jared Goff was in the Super Bowl, and I, 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 I really think he's he's been overrated just because of the team he has around him. In the Super Bowl, he looked scared the whole game. He really looked scared. Um, I don't I don't know. I'm I'm not really sold on the Rams this year to be to be that kind. Of, I see I see them as like an 11, a ten eleven win team. Yeah, quick note on the Rams. You you're definitely right. They have been shut down since Chicago, and I read a great article on I think it was the Athletic the other day about how defensive fronts have been set up against them. And they're setting up in a 6-1 front, which means they're setting up mm. really wide mm. on the defensive line. Yeah. And what's that? what that's allowing them to do is shut down those fly sweeps, shut down that outside zone, shut down pitches and that type thing that um, create lanes for Todd Gurley to cut back through. It means the inside linebackers have to chase less, and it mean, um, which means they're available to shut down those inside lanes because they're so wide. And so without that base running game, I think McVay 
I think part of it has been that McVay has struggled to get a good running game going, get defenses playing honest, playing closer in the box in mm. order to open up some of that downfield stuff. Um, yeah, and just relying on Goff more. Yeah, relying on Goff more, which is proving to be... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goff is kind of show, showing his true colors. I think it's also... Um, like a soft cover four that I think maybe Matt Patricia figured out in the coverage. Yeah. That's also been hurting Goff. Um, and I guess just just their their route concepts aren't aren't really beating that. That was pretty much all Chicago ran against him in that game last year because that's Fangio's scheme. He loves that cover four. So. Yeah. So I, I think really if McVeigh McVeigh might have to reinvent his offense a little bit and it, and they. They've been doing some stuff and finding some success, but I think McVay is really going to have to figure out how to put his quarterback in successful positions, which he he's done for the majority of his career up to this point. It's just he's in a bit of a slump, so we'll have to see if he can get out of it. Um, all right, let's go NFC South. Was that me? I think that's you. I think you. it was. NFC South. Ah, so I'm picking the Saints to win this division. I think besides the AFC South... This is the worst division in football. Maybe including the AFC South, this could be the worst division in football. Um, none of these teams look particularly good. Um, the Saints look like... I picked the Saints because they look like they're most likely to be able to hold it together over the course of the season. Um, the Panthers have been inconsistent. Uh, the Falcons just have not... The, the defense has not been enough. Uh, for them to win the games that they feel like they should be winning. And they lost Keanu um, Neal again, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, and the Buccaneers, uh, they've shown flashes. I'm I'm still... I mean, no one's sold on Jameis Winston. Nope. Um, I think Jameis Winston has not done anything to sell himself in his career. Um, so I, I like the Saints sort of by default. They have weapons on offense, and Teddy Bridgewater, really his whole career has been like a good starting caliber quarterback really um and i think i think this is a good shot for him to play meaningful football get it be behind the helm of a good like playoff caliber team uh i see the saints winning like nine or ten games um and that being all you need to win this division yeah talk about the panthers real quick i cam newton has not looked good in a very long time Hmm. and i know he's been hurt but he's also been hurt for a very long time um, I don't know how long he's out at the moment, but Kyle Allen is starting. Kyle Allen threw four touchdowns last week. There's a very real chance that we may have seen the end of the Cam Newton era mm. in Carolina, uh, which I feel like is, is kind of bold. <laughs> but uh, yeah. if if he can't recover from injuries and if he can't perform, you know, all all those all those years of running and taking those hits, I think it's really catching up to him. And this could this could be the last year we see Cam Newton in a in a jersey on the field, especially with a foot injury. Because I mean, if if Newton can't run, there really is no upside to him right. at all. Because he is truly one of the worst pure passers in the league, I believe, out of the starting quarterbacks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if he doesn't at least, because I feel like so much of Newton's success in passing is predicated on the fear that teams have that he's going to run. Right. So you have to contain him. You have to play for the option. A lot of what they do is hard play action off of option and misdirection, that kind of stuff. So if teams don't view that as a threat, I just don't see any upside in starting him, especially over Kyle Allen, who I think is a much better passer. Yeah, this is this is interesting to me just because I'm so one of one of my biggest convictions as a as a football person is that that archetype of quarterback that gets drafted very high very often, the big body can kind of move and can throw a football really far. Um 
when that works out, it's very rare and very short-lived. And I think Cam Newton is an example of that archetype working out for a period of time and then the realities of that play style catching up to him. A little bit longer than normal, I think, right. for sure. Right. I mean, he had a 15-1 and NFL MVP season. Right. Um, but the the fact that once you take away his legs, there isn't very much to his game um, has caught up to him. Um and that's that's what I that's what I see when I look at like a Josh Allen as well. Like there isn't nuance to his game. It's kind of a gimmick. It's a, it? yeah, yeah. Agreed. Um, do we want to talk about anyone else in the South or move on to the North? Let's um, move on to the I, North. I do, I do want to say the Bucks offense is kind of interesting to me. Okay. Um, All right. I think I think the combination of Mike Evans and Chris Godwin has been pretty effective down the True. field and i think that's helped Jameis winston been able be able to to throw a little bit and throw a little bit well and keep the offense moving um i don't see them as a threat to make any kind of noise in the playoff picture but uh i think that's often that offense is interesting at the very least they're kind of like the Bengals. they could probably yeah. play spoiler to another yeah. team trying to make the playoffs it's like they can't get their offense and their defense to play like even moderately well at the same time in a yeah. game at all, because we've seen game the week one their defense looked great. I thought against Carolina their defense looked great, mm-hmm. and then against the Giants they looked absolutely horrific and got yeah. shredded by Daniel Jones. Yeah, you know make that you know take of that what you will, but right. All right, well let's go ahead and talk about the North now. The North was was a hard division for me to pick because there are so many teams with such upside. I mean, the Bears have a defense that's just out of this world. Of course, they've got Mitchell Trubisky on the other side. Uh, the Vikings have a really solid defense and an incredible run game, but they've got Kirk Cousins throwing the ball. The Lions, um, I don't really know what they have, but they're undefeated at the moment, and, and they're playing pretty well, uh, performing above expectation. But... At the end of the day, the Packers have a defense that is completely reinvented. They're playing really, really well. Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. He's still got Devontae Adams. Jimmy Graham has been playing well for him. He did on Thursday. And Aaron Jones wasn't so hot on Thursday, but he's a pretty good running back. So as long as Aaron Rodgers has a decent offense, and they have that defense that's been playing as well as it has with the two Smiths and the new secondary, it's hard to count them out. Um, so Packers are my pick. Um, just because, I don't know, I, I, I'm just not willing to bet against Aaron Rodgers, but I'm fully prepared to be completely wrong about this. And I think mm-hmm. this is a division that could go all the way up to week 17 when they, when yeah. you have all those divisional games, um, you'll have two of those teams playing against each other. That could be when we actually find out who wins this division. Yeah. And the Packers defense did not look substantially worse than the Bears defense when they played. And I mean, you know, if I had the option of Trubisky or Rodgers, it's kind of, it's not really much of an option <laughs> right. at all. I mean, the Bears' offenses look downright, like, unwatchable for pretty much every game except the Redskins game. But, I mean, even that one, there really wasn't any pressure on them because Keenum gave them the ball five times. So, I don't know. It's it's. I think this is definitely the most talented division in football. I mean, every single one of these teams has a, at least a decent roster. And, I mean, the Lions are, you know, playing a little bit above expectations. But they have some good players. They have a good front seven. So... I agree. I think this will go down to the last week of the season. Yeah, I would. I would push back. My pick would probably be the Vikings at this point. All right. Um, 
I think I think when when Kirk Cousins doesn't have to do as much, this team really really works and this offense works. Even in the game they lost to the Packers, Dalvin Cook had 150 yards on the ground. Um, Dalvin Cook is legit, and if he can stay on the field, the Vikings will be pretty dangerous. I mean, already given the the weapons they have, a wide receiver to work with, and the the stinginess of the defense. Yeah, I think this is actually a team, and we'll, we'll get back into this when we go through the whole division. But I think this is a team that could see three, or a division that could see three playoff teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, come come January, which is bold, but we'll see. All right. Um, last, let's wrap it up with the NFC East. This is mine. Uh, I gotta go with the Cowboys. I like the Eagles. They were actually my pick to play in the Super Bowl before the season against Kansas City. Mm. But, I don't know. I mean, it's just the secondary. They seem to be banged up every single year in the secondary, and it looked absolutely horrific against Green Bay. I mean, they did not have a single guy who could cover Devontae Adams for the entirety of the game against Green Bay. So I have to go with Dallas. Dallas is one of the most talented teams in the NFL. They have a lot of young talent. They have good leadership. Uh, you know, I have my doubts about Jason or about uh, about Jason Garrett as a head coach, but you know, it seems like the new offense is working really well. All these pre-play motions are helping Dak read defenses and push the ball down the field more. He's not so much dinking Dak this season, so. I mean, obviously, the Redskins and Giants are just bottom feeders at this point. The Giants might win a couple games with with Danny Dimes, but I don't think either of them are going to vie for playoff contention. All right. Do you you think this is the last time we've seen Eli Manning on a football field? I think so. Yeah. I mean, he'll come out for, like, a a ring ceremony and, like, get inducted into into the Hall of Fame, but in in uniform, yeah. Um, I do want to push back a little bit. I think the Giants have the potential to be a little bit better than I think uh, we're kind of giving them credit for right now. I mean, I don't, I don't think Daniel Jones is the savior of the NFL or anything, but I think he played well enough, and um, they play they play the Skins twice a year. They play banged-up Eagles. I think they could sneak out six, seven, maybe eight wins. I don't think they're going to push for a playoff spot, but I think they're going to they're gonna do a little bit better than, than what we expect. Yeah, I do... I did like what I saw from parts of the Eagles uh, on Thursday night as well. Mm-hmm. I think the offensive line worked really, really well opening holes in the running game. Like, some of the holes that they had were just, you could drive a truck through. Um, Jordan Howard had a huge game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And most of that was from the offensive line, just uh, carving holes for him. Um, and Carson Wentz looks great. Carson Wentz really does look like he's back to the that caliber that we saw like in 2017. Because he's getting he was no playing. help from the receivers right, this season. Right, right. Mm-hmm. bad. Yeah, he's but he's been able to make things happen by himself. Um, so I do think the Eagles do have a pretty high ceiling. I think their ceiling is high enough that they could win the division. It's just it's just a matter of where that floor is for them. Yeah, I agree. And mm-hmm. uh, at this point, do we think the Redskins should play Haskins? I think so. I don't see what they have. at 0-3, I mean in that division, well I like I right. mean you, you know what you're gonna get out of Keenum every week. Yeah. There there's yeah. no excitement, there's no upside. He's he's just gonna come in and do his thing. Um Yeah, I was I, it was funny, I was watching the Redskins game, um, and I saw three jerseys in the crowd from just like a crowd shot and they were all quarterbacks and none of them was Case Keenum. Yeah. It was Doug Williams, R G three and Dwayne Haskins. Right. Um, I think uh, I think the coaching staff has said that Keenum is going to start against the Giants. 
I do not think he's going to finish that game. I think I think there's enough of a narrative built up around. There will be a narrative built up around. You have Dwayne Haskins, this new quarterback, and you have Daniel Jones, new quarterback, and I think they're going to play each other on Sunday afternoon. Um, I don't think there's any way to avoid it. Probably by the second half at the at the latest. Really? Probably by the end of the first quarter. Wow. Um, it's just there, there's there's no. What? Why would you keep Keenum in the game? Right. When you have Haskins just sitting there, you need to know what he's got. Why would you have Keenum? Yeah. Play it all. Yeah. The only explanation I can think of is Gruden is just Gruden thinks that Keenum might be better now, and he's just trying to salvage something so he can keep his job. But I mean, even that looks like I mean, you know, come on, at zero and three. Yeah, and I mean, look at look at their schedule. It's they. You wouldn't want to start Keenum next week against the Patriots. I mean, I, I guess there's something to be said for for keeping Keenum in the game against the Giants and against the Patriots, and right. then putting Haskins in against the Dolphins. Right. Rookie quarterbacks get eaten alive against the Patriots. Yeah, I I guess I could see that, but even still, it's just it's it's just sad. It's just sad yeah, to watch. Yeah, I mean, because Haskins doesn't even like the the argument for sitting Haskins and having him learn, but learn behind. Case, Case Keenum, Keenum, yeah, right. Someone who has probably probably should be a backup for his career. Yeah, I'm not at all well, bitter about his year of, in, in Denver. Built a career, he sort of built his career off of uh, a solid season with the Vikings. Yeah, um, basically. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all that we've hit in the in the NFC. So let's let's talk wildcard teams real quick. So yeah. we have the Packers taking the North, uh, the Rams taking the West, the Saints taking the South, and the Cowboys taking the East. So that means we got two teams that we got to fit into wild card spots. Who who are we feeling? All right, I I might agree with you that both of them would come out of the NFC North. Um, who do we have? The Packers are coming out of the NFC North. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could be Vikings Bears. I think the Bears defense has looked incredible. Um, they've they've really been shutting teams down, even up thirteen points a game. Um, and if they if this defense can hold up, I think. Around January, that can be dangerous. Absolutely. Uh, in ter- excuse me, in terms of making a playoff run. Yeah, I think the Eagles are definitely the second best team in the East, and the Seahawks are the second best team in the West. But I don't think either of those second best are going to be better than the third best in the North, huh. uh, who will probably be the Vikings. I think. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, I do think the Seahawks or Eagles could take that spot. Just, I, I think it's pretty unlikely. Yeah, the Bears are going to be testing one of the great thought experiments. Can you win without scoring points? Um, <laughs> and they've been they've been doing that a little bit. They've been doing that a little bit. Vincent, you have any thoughts on on wild card spots? I don't know what it is, but I just do not like what I've seen from the Bears this season. They've gotten off to you know they're two and one right now, so they're in decent position, but like. I just they they have not played well in any of their games really except for the Redskins game but you know like I said that's the Redskins I think I could see the Niners sneaking into the playoffs huh. I think they're a little bit overrated but you know if they go nine and seven Garoppolo seems to be the master of winning ugly he's it looks like he can just play terrible for the vast majority of a game and still find a way to eke out a win. Yeah, and I just don't really see that with Trubisky. Trubisky just looks like he doesn't have it. I don't know. It's just, it's an interesting team. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see the Vikings and Bears play tomorrow, I believe, mm-hmm. and uh, that will probably tell us a lot about who the Bears are going to be down the stretch. Um, 
I think we know who the Vikings are at this point, but I think really finding out what Trubisky has, he's going to have to prove it against the Vikings. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. And I think they close out the year too. Bears yeah. and Vikings. Oh, so. yeah. So that that could be a playing game. Yeah. The that, NFC. That could be a win, win, win and get in. Yeah. Yeah. The NFC is an interesting conference. I think compared to the AFC, like they're good. Definitely is not as good. But they're bad. There really are not a lot of terrible teams in the yeah. NFC this year. It's yeah. really just the Redskins and, and maybe the Giants. And the Cardinals. Seen, and the Cardinals. But, like, I mean, even those teams look like they could upset a team. Like, right. I don't think the Dolphins are really, like... Like, I would be very surprised if any winning team lost to the Dolphins. That right. Would, that would so, completely mm-hmm. catch me off guard. So, how many, like, how many wins does the one seed in the NFC have? Uh, 11, 12? I think 12. I yeah, think, I can see the Cowboys getting 12 and taking is, one. Does more yeah. than one team get 12? I don't think so. I, I can the see the Rams. Rams, Rams yeah. could push for 13. I guess. I, I mean, they haven't... Like like I mentioned earlier, they're not they're not a juggernaut. No, they're definitely not a juggernaut. Know. I think their defense is definitely better than last year, especially yeah. against the run. And they have yeah. Tlaib right now, which they didn't for a lot of last season. Right. So... I could see the Rams getting 12 wins and the Cowboys, but outside of that, I think we're looking at, at 10 teams or uh, 10 win teams winning divisions. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there are a lot of teams in the North that could win that many games, just not in the division they're in playing right. each other. Right. I think they're going to steal wins away from each other. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I think that's all we got. I think we had a lot of hot takes mixed in the episode, so we're not right. going to finish I up do, with any. I do have one. Oh, I do, oh, have, do have one, one hottest take that I wanna I wanna throw out. This isn't quite a hottest take. This is this is something I've been talking about uh, with my brother a lot. Uh, shout out, hi John. Um, hi John. But this is the thought experiment. How many consecutive interceptions would Tom Brady have to throw to get benched forever? Forever? Right, to not play football anymore. How many straight interceptions would he have to throw? I think he would th- he would get benched for the game before he had thrown Oh, so we're we're probably talking like over the course of like three games, aren't we? Right. Yeah. He come like he comes out one game, he throws like three straight picks. Do you bench Tom Brady? I'd say five. I'd I'd say five. You'd I have to throw takes, like yeah. Yeah, I think in the first game alone, he'd probably have to throw five straight picks to get pulled. Yeah, yeah. And then he comes out the next week. And he comes out the next week. How many? <sighs> Two. And then think, you bench him. I think like four. I like think, yeah, four I think the it, next yeah, week, and I then you bench like, him. I think he would have to throw like between fifteen and twenty. Between <laughs> fifteen and twenty picks. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Because. Cause the question is: Is Jared Stidham better than Tom? Right. Is Jared Stidham throwing completions better than Tom Brady throwing incompletions? And I don't think he is. <laughs> uh, that's uh, that is fun. I would love to see that. I wouldn't. I, no I would thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for tuning in to Brown Twenty One Set Hut. We will catch you guys later. Be sure to hit up Brown Sports Convos, our website, Sports Convos, our Twitter, our Insta, our Facebook. We have on-campus events all the time we got articles podcasts coming out we have two podcasts coming out this weekend i think yeah so uh, lots of content lots of takes lots of good stuff uh we will catch you later